Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's your boy, Wholesome Monk. And today, uh, for the special day, <laughs> we have a special we have a special guest, special guest, uh, Laura, Colleen. You've seen them on TikTok. They make a bunch of amazing content, talk about a bunch of manga, which is why I need them here because they are more knowledgeable than me on this by far. How are y'all doing today? Doing I'm great. Doing well. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm excited to have you on because this is this is an honor and this is going to be super exciting because we're diving into romance when it comes to manga and anime. So I want to get started. Uh, I'll ask Lori to answer this first. Uh, favorite romance manga? Okay, so I couldn't just name one. Um, so obviously, most people know me by Sweat and Soap Laura on t- talk so I have to mention Sweat and Soap as one of my favorite romance mangas. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it is a manga that, um, that basically, you know, kind of recaps what an adult relationship is like. So the ups, the lows, the awkward moments, meeting the parents, moving in together. Um, it recently wrapped up in January, volume 11 just came out. So it's now a completed series. And then the other one that I really love, and this is an ongoing series, uh, A Sign of Affection, which is mm. about two college students. Oh, it's so cute. I can't stand it sometimes because it's, it's just adorable. So those two would be like my, my top picks personally. Interesting. And then Colleen, what, what, what is yours? What'd you go with? Uh, I also had quite a tough time trying to figure out just one, just because there's so many good ones. But, but um, I ultimately went with uh, You Got Me, Senpai, which is a Kodansha digital-only title. Um, it's a high school slice of life romance. Um, it's so cute, though. It's just about these two people who just very coincidentally met. They... It was kind of like fate, basically. Um, a girl just found um, love song lyrics on her desk. She found out that it was this older guy at her school. And she was like, hey, I'm going to go talk to this guy and see what he's all about. And then they just start dating. And it, it's hard to dis- describe a slice of life, considering it's just daily life. But it's very cute. <laughs> So, and I'm glad she said that because I'm really interested um, in both of y'all's picks because I also read Sweat and Soap. And I just, and I remember I, see, I saw a couple of your TikToks calling about You Got Me Senpai. So I want to start with calling on this. What about, like, when did you start reading it? Like, You Got Me Senpai and like, what, what drew you in? Like, what was the allure that drew you into that? Um, I would say the allure of the series is kind of just the... the realness of it. It felt like I was back in high school and I was experiencing my first relationship again. And once, like Laura said about Sweat and Soap, just kind of like the awkward moments and trying to figure each other out and figure out who the other person is while also like navigating the relationship in a communicative way and not getting on each other's nerves um so I just found that I found that to be a really special part of that series is just the it it 
felt real. It felt like a real high school. Yeah, I read it because of Colleen and it was so cute. (laughs) But it doesn't sugarcoat things. Like they have pretty awkward uh, moments. Um, You also have the guy who's pretty blunt as well. So he doesn't really Mm -hmm. sugarcoat anything um with his girlfriend spoiler but uh yeah it's just you know shoujo high school shoujo for the modern ages yes. <laughs> i like that exactly. I, I like that i think i think especially since as someone who started watching romance anime and reading romance manga like so early on i guess compared to like a lot of people a lot of at least my male friends that have started getting it even like my brother who's just started getting into romance anime because i forced it on him but um it's still really interesting to like hear people's perspective and hear like what makes them attracted to the series. And Laura, for yours, Sweat and Soap, I mean, you have a, the nickname says it itself. So what what about Sweat and Soap just appealed to you so much? Um, well, first of all, I walked by that manga so many times because I mean, the first cover is pretty like in your face. You really don't know what you're going to get from it. Uh, so I walked by it a few times until I saw um, someone review it on YouTube. And uh, then I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. And I instantly connected with our female lead, Asako. She is very similar in personality to me. So very shy, very introverted. Um, kind of a people pleaser. Doesn't really get noticed around the office. And uh, I really... I really enjoyed the fact that, I mean, our main couple gets together pretty early on, mm-hmm. but compared to like Western um, media, when they depict the nerdy girl and she gets with like the more like popular guy, a lot of times she gets a makeover, which I don't really agree having to change yourself for, you know, for a man or for um, yeah, a relationship. And um, I like that she just remained true to herself and you know um Kotaro who is the male lead just accepted her for who she is didn't give her this makeover like she just remains her you know nerdy shy introverted self yeah I think that's I think that's really I think that's a really important point because you do see I remember I was talking to you I think about one of my lives about it like how you know the western media when it comes to how they did it, the depiction between relationships sometimes how it's just like very it can get really generic in terms of how they transform, whether it's guy or girl, they transform for a person. And there's even some animes yeah. like that too. So it's nice to, animes and manga like that. So it's nice to see a story in which they really, you know, show, I guess I, I would say more realistic approach because I think more often mm-hmm. than not, um, people do change sometimes for themselves and it doesn't usually work out like it does in movies and shows. So it's nice to, to start seeing that and I actually want to slide yeah. into uh, favorite romance anime adaptation now I know this is a loaded question I know I know Colleen's already itching to talk about this so I'm gonna go with Colleen first what is your favorite romance anime adaptation I decided to go with a like kind of a lesser known one a lot of people love the series still but um Kodocha or Kodomo no Omocha it, it is a comedy romance it it focuses a lot more on comedy and the drama of it but the romance is really good too but it's about a girl named Sana who is a actress kind of child star trying to make her way into being 
an actress and she's on a kid's TV show. Um, and there's a guy in her class at her actual person's school who is just like this rowdy kind of horrible kid. And she stands up to him one day. And then just from there, just how those two get along and how they develop as people um, is really fun to watch. And also it's just hilarious. It is like one of genuinely one of the funniest shows I have ever seen, whether you watch it in sub or dub. That's good. I wanted to write that down. I didn't know about that. that sounds like right it's, up my alley. Yeah, it's such a good show. Um, if you're a fan of Laura Bailey and Jerry Jewell from the Kyo and Toru voice acting, oh, they do they do the main characters in Kadocha as well. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. There we go. That's a lot of Fruits Basket crossover in that series. I love that. I think I think that's a really great choice. And that's something I never heard of until now. So that's also pretty cool because that's another reason why I want to have this. I was like, I need recommendations. So they got the two best in the game right here. So that that's that's great. And then same question to you, Laura. Uh, what what is what is your choice for best romance anime adaptation? Well, to play off with Colleen, I'm gonna mention Fruits Basket. I well, first of all, it's one of the few you know, shoujo manga that actually got a complete anime adaptation. So that's worth yeah. noting. Um, so all the volumes in the manga are properly adapted. Um, it is more of a sadder, <laughs> like romance anime. Um, last year when season three was airing, like every single week, all, all the Fruits Basket community was posting like their reactions and stuff. So there were a lot of uh, crying reaction videos in the last season. But I, I think you get more than just romance with, um, with Fruits Basket, which is what I really like about it. Um, obviously, the romance is very sweet as well. But you get a lot of character development, not only for our main characters, Toru, Kyo, and Yuki, but for the rest of the Soma family as well. So it follows several people different personalities different types of romances as well so you get a little bit of everything um and I kind of wanted to sneak this one in just because we're currently in a new anime season uh Sasaki and Miyano I I don't know if you've seen it but it's the cutest thing (laughs) it's so cute yeah it's a BL romance anime about two high schoolers honestly it's probably like my favorite um my favorite anime this season so far I think, I think that's great. I think those are both great options. And then what, what I like about it too is I can see how passionate y'all are and how much you actually enjoy this series. So I know it's not just like, it doesn't sound like a sponsored ad from you two. It's like, it actually like, you know, like, okay, this is like a, a story that either, you know, you can identify with or look back on like you alluded to earlier with the other series you were talking about. And about also like Laura just said about um, just like, you know, the reactions from people and seeing that that's one thing I really saw in terms of like starting my, I guess, social media anime journey back in like 20, it's been a long time now, 2013. Uh, I started doing like, you know, reaction anime videos and doing that whole thing. So I, I really liked it because it gives you energy and it kind of like just, it's nice to just see other people talk about your series, especially since at least I'm not on Shoujo TikTok like that yet. So I just see heavy shonen stuff. So it's also nice to be able to see other genres get represented, which is why I like having episodes like this where I can talk about other series and other genres. I feel like sometimes, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing like your 50th video 
and I'm, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna get hate for saying this, but your like your 50th video on like Black Clover, no no shade of Black Clover, you just the easiest off the tongue to pick on, but like Black Clover, you're like oh, I really like uh, or on high school or like some other ones that that just I mean or high school gets talked about every two seconds, but you get my point, just like some some anime or manga doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, but I also found this interesting since you both you know start talking about the couples here. Um, favorite couple. In manga, we'll go with Laura first. Favorite couple in manga? <laughs> so I wrote uh, two. Obviously, <laughs> I already talked about them. Uh, Sako and Kotaro from Sweat and Soap. I adore them to pieces. They're pretty much a perfect, perfect example of opposites attract. You have your extroverted product developer who has a very eccentric and chaotic energy your shy introverted girl together they just balance each other out so well and the other couple um that's also super adorable i love them uh sawako and kasahaya from kiminito loke they're your high school well also kind of uh, yeah it is an opposite attract pretty much I'm the same you just type said of that. thing get so you're, po <laughs> you're popular boy you're shy super quiet introverted girl they're the cutest thing ever. I love them so much. I love that you said that. I, I honestly think, and Colin, we'll get to yours in a second, but I just don't want to forget this point. I think I talked to you about this. Um, is, so that's the one, the one you just said, Laura, that's the one with um, like, uh, they have like two, the girl like is really, it's one of those ones where she starts getting friends, right? And it's like two girls who are like pretty rowdy, right? Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Anyone who knows, anyone who watches me over the years, is laughing around because they know how much I used to have beef with that show. So I'm happy you said it. Because I used to, I remember, because I was like, I still do, but I love romance anime like to death. And, mm. and like, I remember I discovered that back in, I think it was like high school. So it was like, that was a while ago for me. And um, I remember watching it. I was like on Hulu or something. And then that's one of the first sub ones. I used to, you know, I got spoiled with like Oron and me. Some of all those ones had like English translate, uh, English dub. But like, that was the first one I watched like sub all the way through. And like, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but let's say the end of the anime anyway, it, it is, is left to be desires. And that's back when I thought like that was just it. Like I thought that was like just the ending. Yeah. I was so pissed off. <laughs> I hear that a lot from people who watch Kimmy yeah. Okay, It seems that people who watch it and only watch it absolutely hate that show. It's yep. so sad, but like, I guess I get it. <laughs> but it's so sad to see. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is because it's so it's so good. It's yeah. so good. And mm -hmm. so like just the end of the anime, whereas like and you, you know, back again, back when I thought that was just it. I didn't know there was an anime adaptation for it or a, a anime or a manga for it, sorry. And like I was like, cause it's just such a great, it's actually a really great buildup for the for the anime. And then for it just to to go like that, it's it's just not your typical, I guess, end that you got from like your Toradora or other other stuff that feel like a more complete beginning, mm -hmm. middle, end. I used to hate it until like honestly until like recently until like Colleen. <laughs> so Colleen was like, you know, there's like I tried looking for the manga. Like once I discovered like manga's out there for like all this stuff, like it doesn't end like that. I was like, where is it? I could never find it. And the only, you know, the let's just say the interweb copies of it online aren't the greatest. The scans aren't the greatest for it. So I was like, no. you know, um, back when I used to do that, I don't do that anymore. No um, so yeah, that's why I was like, okay. I just have to go about off the anime and I, I have more respect for it because I, I don't know the ending but I know it doesn't end like that so I was like you know what 
fine, but I was I would I've never watched something and just sat there like, wow, I just felt empty. But um, that's <laughs> uh, to go off, off off topic. But I do want to get to Colleen. Uh, what's your favorite couple in manga? Um, talking about scamlations. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite is actually a non-translated series. I have bought physical Japanese copies of it, though, so I'm not not supporting the artist. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. Um, it is Colette and Hades. Um, it is Colette and Hades from Colette Decides to Die. It is this really cool, kind of like loosely based Greek mythology series um, about this girl named Colette who's a overworked doctor in her town. And she just decides to end it all one day and she jumps into a well. And um, whenever she wakes up, she realizes that she has not died, but she is now in hell, basically. Wow. Um, and that's how she meets this guy named Hades. Um, and he's got like a sun rash kind of disease because he lives in the underworld. So he never sees sunlight. And that's how the two of them kind of meet. She helps heal him. And he gives her, it's, it's this really cool dynamic of him giving her like a reason to continue being a doctor when she just feels like she's completely over it because people are so demanding of her being the only doctor in like a village. And also her kind of like pushing him to take more care of himself because he's so work oriented. So it's it's really cool, like back and forth dynamic with them. Um, and then I did have another one. I, I can't not mention Queen's Quality, uh, Fumi and Kutaro, literally modern day, um, they are just the modern day community Tadoke. Honestly, they're just the cutest. Uh, Queen's Quality is a fantasy action series. It's so good. It's so hard to explain. So it's really cute. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure to write that down. You said Queen's Quality? Also another one that I read because of Colleen. But yeah, they're adorable. Yes. Uh, you do have to read the prequel series, which is QQ Sweeper. It's only three volumes. But Queen's Quality is like where it gets really good. Yes. Sweepers. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, you know, and, and again, that's why I like about that's what I like about first of all first we'll, we'll slide into this question in a second but even when it comes to manga I feel like people really really undersell how good the art can be in romance mangas or mm. the animation in romance uh, animes because it's it's just as good it can be just as good it doesn't have to have like um you know it, it obviously is different from like your typical shonen genre manga or anime but that doesn't mean the animation or or art is bad it's just a it's just used differently so as a matter of fact some of the paneling is, is all the same if you're not better for some series uh mm -hmm. and you know you also have comedy you're playing off you're just playing off of different themes so i really i really do enjoy that because as as me and laura mentioned calling is the one who uh gets us on to many 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 manga uh, out there uh one so some would say that my pockets have beef with calling personally <laughs> And Laura for for Swen Soap guy definitely went hard and bought like six volumes. But that's a whole different story. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love We're it. We're sorry. I love it so much. Um, but slide into the next question. Favorite couple in 
anime. This doesn't have to just be romance. It could be romance or any other genre. But what is your favorite uh, couple in anime? I'll go. I'll go with Colleen first. Um, if we're going non-canon, <laughs> uh, Taichi and Chihaya from Chihaya Furu. Technically, they're I not a it. couple yet. I will say that they may never be a couple. Who knows? But I love them so much. They are perfect for each other. Um, but I'll say a canon one as, as well, just so I'm not like thrown to the wolves by non-Taichi and Chihaya supporters. Um, Nanami and Tomoe from Kamisama Kiss. I really like their dynamic as well. They remind me a lot of like Inuyasha and Kagome. And I was a huge fan of Inuyasha growing up. So like when I watched Kamisama Kiss for the first time last year, I was just like, this is great. This is my childhood all over again. <laughs> just that like sarcastic fighting dynamic. It's always fun. Agreed, agreed. And then Laura, same to you. What is your favorite couple in all of anime? Well, mm, yeah, they're, they're one of my favorites. Uh, and Colleen would agree. Sending Shiryuki from Snow White with the Red Hair, another one that it's just, oh, they're so perfect Facts. for one another. I know some people will disagree because there's people that ship uh, Shiryuki with Obi, but no. That's blasphemous. Okay. I don't even know how you that's get to that. Said. How do we even get to that? That's crazy. They have like, I feel like they have a brother, sister, if anything else. Yeah. like Especially eventually. I feel like it's just, it's clearly, like it's one of those things where I can understand some ships, like like what uh, Colleen just said. <laughs> I agree with you though, Tai Chi, every day, all day. Um, yeah, real Tai Chi. Yeah, real every day, Tai Chi here. Yeah, it's funny. God, I I watched that. I watched that anime. Like, yeah, it was. It's been out for a while. I watched it like years ago, and I didn't think a soul would ever watch yeah. it until I just saw Colleen like fifteen videos, and I'm like, yes, I love the passion. Continue doing God's work. Um, but yes, going back to going back to that. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's just so. I, I, I agree and because that anime like took me by surprise i watched it a while ago and i liked it but i didn't like remember too much so i watched it again and years later and i was like you know what this is probably one of my favorites it's just animated beautiful and that's why i was saying is that um first of all this mappa i think that did it i believe uh and i was like yeah it's it's the animation is great it adds so much to it not that the, the manga is amazing too but the animation is so good and it's like, how do you not like these characters? The voice acting, dub and sub, to me is phenomenal. Uh, for yeah, they're it. super likable. Yeah, it's just it's a super fun time. It has your drama, but also has your your love story. And I like that's like, because sometimes like as much as I'm a shonen guy, you know, so you're gonna have your when it comes to shonen, I'm sure y'all can agree with me on this. You wanna have your harems, you wanna have your will they, won't they? You wanna have them. So it's nice in some romance that romance. It's not like romance doesn't do it too, but like it's nice when you're like, okay, even if they're not like officially a couple in certain situations, it's nice to know like they're pretty much a couple without saying it. And I can't say much for like Taishi. I don't know my boy. He gonna have to do more to to get to get the girl for that. <laughs> but, uh, but we're gonna see because I agree with you, and I'll be very pissed off if there's any other way. Um, uh, okay, so this is. <laughs> This is a question that I know is going to get heated, so we're going we're going to see. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm going to let I'm going to let you go go crazy with this um, because it's something I wouldn't know as well. Um, because Colleen has made me rethink. Both of you have re made me rethink my life on this. So, and there is no wrong answer. <laughs> but um, what 
is shoujo? What is it exactly? Like what, what's the difference between shoujo and shonen? I'll, I know Colleen has a lot to say. I can already see it in her eyes. So I'm, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let Laura go first. What, what, what is, what is shoujo? Well, this is what, it gets confusing for American audience, rightfully so, just because people think it's a genre, but it's not really, it's not a genre. It's shoujo, shonen, jose, seinen are demographics in Japan. So what people need to understand is that in Japan, manga is consumed much differently than here in the U.S. Here we just get the, you know, the full volume that we can just go to a store and pick it up. In Japan, you get all these uh, magazines that are published by, you know, these publishers, Kodansha, um, you know, and other ones as well. Um, so you get these magazines that are published weekly. So in Japan, you consume a lot of these series by chapters that are published in these weekly magazines. And each magazine has their own demographics. So you get your magazines for shonen series, for shoujo series, for jose, and um, so yeah, those terms are demographics, they're not necessarily genres. So within that magazine, you can get, you know, shoujo romance, shoujo slice of life, shoujo like Queen's Quality, that's more of an action-based uh, shoujo. So yes, <laughs> that's kind of like the, uh, the, the short version of it. Okay, interesting. I think that, I think you did, first of all, a great job to explain because I could, I could follow along. And, uh, you know, and I also, you know, of course, Colleen, uh, what, 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 to, what is shoujo to you? I'm sure is the similar definition, but what's shoujo to you? And also, um, what's the, the key differences between shoujo anime manga and shonen anime manga that you feel like people get wrong every day they're in your comments harassing you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you caught me, you caught me on a day where that is, um, that was happening a lot, so. Uh, yeah, like like Laura said, um, shoujo is just a demographic, and I feel like a lot of people have the idea that it is just romance, or it's just about high school girls wanting to get the guy. Um, but shoujo is, as a demographic, it has focused more on just the idea of self-fulfillment. Um, especially since like the 80s and 90s. Um, it started going from just like big drama series uh, from like the 70s. So like Rose of Versailles and others like that as well. Um, sorry, there was like a thingy that popped up. Yeah, about the time limit, so. yeah I, just, I didn't know if it just popped up for me. Oh, I didn't know if I should just stop talking. No, so no, I, it's so all good. I, no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it was like, um, I was confused too. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I guess I guess we don't have to worry about that. So go ahead, my bad. All right, no, no, you're good. Um, yeah, so like uh, in the 60s and 70s for shoujo, it was a lot about... Um, big drama and um, kind of like breaking gender rules. Um, and then once that sort of genre of shoujo started shifting, uh, because a lot of the political and cult cultural things happening in Japan at the time, it started to become more about self-fulfillment and like um, just uh, 
being a girl and like getting what you want in life, basically. So that's when we started getting series like um, Basara, which is a very cool like action series about this girl who kind of has to come into her own and take over her brother's duties as being like this child of destiny or um, series like Yona of the Dawn, where she's this girl who needs to come into her own as the princess of her country and start to learn about the place that she's living in. Um, so it's just a lot of like self-fulfillment now. And that can also go into romance as well, where it's the girl finding out about herself to then get the guy. Um, so I, I think a lot of people like to conflate it with romance just because that is one of the most popular ones currently. However, because shoujo is marketed towards girls and girls have a lot of different tastes than I would say than a young guy would who tries to stick to the standard. Like I like action because I'm a guy and that's what I have to like. I feel like with shoujo, you get more niche, different kinds of genres. So one shoujo magazine might just be romance, but you do also get ones that are like for sci-fi series or for more mature kind of like action-y series. Um, Hana Toyume is a pretty good example of a more mature shoujo magazine. You get like Yona of the Dawn in there. Uh, one of the new series that just got published by, I think it's Yen Press, uh, the Cheeky Brat series is from Hana Toyume as well. And that is, that gets kind of raunchy later on in the series. So there's a lot of different niches and a lot of different magazines. And I feel like just because of how limited American audiences are in the shoujo that we get, they think it's mostly just romance because we don't get much more than just romance here anymore. And yeah. I think that sucks is that they don't, even, they don't even finish sometimes. And it's like, I don't yeah. think people know. Uh, I said this in live one time. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than belonging to the sports, the sports uh, anime slash manga fandom and the romance because it just won't finish. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just won't finish for one reason or another, whether the manga kind of straight up dropped it or, or, or like it's just the anime adaptation just never, never finishes. And it stops at the most, like it stops at the, like the 25% mark every time. Like there's so much more uh, that goes on and, and it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating, especially sports because they just always stop before they win. It's, it's just defeats the whole purpose of ever watching it. It's frustrating. But Laura, uh, I was curious if you could answer this mm -hmm. in your opinion, why, don't you think shoujo gets the shonen treatment like in terms of just like actually getting completed or getting like some of the better studios like what well, what's what's going on there i i wish i could give you an answer because i feel like a lot of times you do kind of i don't know like the shoujo jose demographic gets a lot of um doesn't get the credit that is that it deserves and I feel like even the own publishing houses here in the U.S. kind of set set it up for failure. Um, 
whether they just do not print enough copies, the reprinting does, is not quick enough compared to like sh shonen series. I mean, you have like, and I love Jujutsu Kaisen. How many reprints did they do last year? They did several for the volumes that were out of stock. And I still and then couldn't you have, get them. It was crazy. Yeah, and you still have series like Kamisama Kiss, Kiminito Loke, uh, Skip Beat that sell well. Also, Yona of the Dawn, which is super hard to find a lot of the early volumes. Um, so clearly they sell. They're, they've been out of stock for more than half a year. And uh, <laughs> they're still like, the reprints are not even announced. So a lot of the times I do feel like it's the American publishing houses are kind of, um, you know, setting up shoujo and jose series for failure just because they they decide not to print them um going back to like shonen jump uh, um there's the shonen jump app, uh, app where you can you know for a subscription you can read all these shonen jump uh series which makes it very accessible but there's no shoujo equivalent to that there's no shoujo beat app um so then you have a lot of the community just going out of their way to to read these fan translations and these scan translations and all of that, which unfortunately does not benefit the mangaka. So I, I don't know why they put the blame on the fans when I feel like a lot of times it is these companies that should take maybe, not that, not that it's a risk, there's an audience yeah. for it. We just need you know, a legal way to, um, to read them and make it more accessible for the fans. Yeah, I think that's a great point because, I mean, you go to places like, uh, I want to say Kodansha, like what's a Konakia, you go to, you go to places like, just places like that that sell both English and Japanese um, versions of manga, you go see the, you know, that as much as they are for the, the English translated, which is mostly shonen, you go to the, the Japanese section, uh, which still is mostly shonen, but they have so many, because the books are a lot smaller, they can fit so much more, so there's a, there's a lot of shoujo series that are there and even shoujo series that are a lot more complex than the usual, you know, ones that you would get per se, um, and a lot more adults, borderline, if not seinen, borderline seinen type titles that I feel. And that's another category, at least in my opinion, that gets zero love out here is seinen because you cannot find monster anywhere. I don't know if y'all ever heard or watched monster but I can't find that thing anywhere. The DVDs are the only thing that exists in this universe of it. And it goes for like $300 because you just literally cannot find it anywhere. And it's the most disgusting thing I've ever had witness. Um, but <laughs> I was also curious because I know, I know how passionate you both are on this subject, but Colleen, I know uh, you're definitely passionate because I've seen your videos. <laughs> and uh, I'm super curious, like, what do you think is the holdup with some of these translations because i know because you know I'll, I'll throw some some arguments that i'm sure a lot of guys have thrown at you many times and yeah. it's like oh the girls don't like manga as much or anime as much as men do or it's not going to sell and things like that so what do you say to things like that again don't shoot the messenger i'm just I'm oh just, no 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 saying. no but go ahead <laughs> um it's hard to say exactly um, 
I know a lot of like the polls and the surveys in Japan where the manga readership is basically a half and half for Shonen Jump, but also just for manga reading in general, where women actually are reading manga either slightly more in Japan or even just like 5% more than guys do. Um, but because we don't really have numbers like that in America, you kind of just have to go off of what you see. And what I see is that there's a huge demand for, I guess not a huge demand, but a huge readership for shoujo manga and also just manga in general. And I think the reason why so many women do go over to shonen is because that's where they're getting a lot of the series that we aren't getting published from japan in the first place so series like seven seeds which i honestly i would compare it to attack on titan it, it could have been allowed to be as big as that series if it had a proper anime adaptation that didn't completely ruin the storyline and animation, um, <laughs> if it even got translated in English in the first place, but yeah. apparently from what I've heard is that Basara, which is from the same author, uh, Yumi Tamura, didn't sell like super well in America when it first came out in like the early 2000s. And I just think it's like little things like that, that they just don't take risks on anymore. They don't trust their leadership or they don't trust their marketing enough. I wonder how much of it is just like, they don't market these series and then they blame the readers for not having read them. But it's like, how much, how much can we do? How much promotion can I do? to be like, hey guys, read Queen's Quality, it's amazing. Like, how much of that has to be on me to be telling people that shoujo are good when these companies mm -hmm. should just be telling people to read them or like promoting them more? I've, not to like, not to crap on, not to crap on publishing companies. I know they have a lot going on with the pandemic and printing and stuff right now, but uh, you just look at their, you look at their Instagrams, and you see what they're promoting and it's almost always big titty girl mangas, harem mangas, um, yes. isekais, highs. And it's like, uh, great, get your coin. But <laughs> can, we, can we also see some uh, variety here? Uh, seven C's especially, I'm, I'm not to call one out specifically, but they have the reader survey. And I know for a fact, people are putting in series that have not gotten translated that are very big so series like I mentioned earlier Colette Decides to Die it has three million copies uh, in total being sold in Japan it's not a small series a lot of people know about it there's no way that I that Seven Seas hasn't been getting requests for that series but I just can't imagine they want to take the risk on something that doesn't have like the male manga audience that will be drawn to it immediately because of the cover. But that's just my two cents. No, I completely agree. I feel like with 
shoujo and especially jose jose is like shoujo's bigger sister so that's marketed towards um late teens to adult women we get crumbs compared to the shonen and even seinen because i mean a lot of the um the harems and the seinen romances i mean they're very in your face and men have so many more options at kinokuniya or barnes and noble at any bookstore compared to what we get for like marketed towards females. Yeah, I think that's, I think those are great points. And I think that's something that's very interesting when you look at it, because, you know, you see all these different series um, and that it's a shame, like, even for me, like, especially when I really start getting into manga, uh, I feel like you can get more Webtoons on the Webtoon app than yeah. you can on, and they have amazing series that dive into so many, uh, like really touchy subjects and they, balance it juggle it very well um and i feel like again is that hesitancy on on it because you know like like y'all pointed out there's so many american publishing companies that there's so there's like you know you have your top four you know you have like your yen press you have your kodasia you have your uh this media etc and it's just so unfortunate that I, like you know like laura alluded to with uh you know the instagrams or tiktoks or whatever they whatever platform they're they're on promoting stuff it's mostly you know shonen and even people who are in partnership programs other stuff like that who get sent manga or get paid to, to talk about it or whatever it's usually a action series that is not a shoujo series um and i think that it, it doesn't, at least in my opinion, it does not take someone that works in marketing, does not take a marketing genius to be like, hey, here's an option for people who are underrepresented. I feel like that's the number one place you should go to, especially when all like, you know, showing us is so hot off the presses that it's like, okay, we're scared to send, we're scared to, to be able to have sales, sales and stuff now shouting out any major retailers that are in America, but they're scared to, to, uh, put promos because they know like once they run out that's a wrap they're not going to have any more like the foreseeable future so they refuse to put any kind of promos on it um and so people are are going to other retailers or other small bookstores which is good to go locally if you can but um yeah i just think that it's just unfortunate because you have people who there's a there's a, a lot of guys who some that will never admit it for whatever weird reason that they love shoujo series they love the shit a lot um yeah. and sometimes because you have your more toxic uh, romance, romance stories out there that I'm sure they can identify with as well, but at least it's still, I guess, something for them. So there's so many different things. And like you said, uh, calling as well, that they're also a uh, battle series. And in fact, I feel like there's some shows that people feel like are shonen that aren't, but they're just marketed as that because for the sake of like, yeah, we have to sell this thing. So we just say it's shonen or, or just don't correct people. It's just fine. Yeah. Even calling has educated me on, not directly, but like in your videos, about some of the series, I was like, oh, shit, I thought I was calling that Shonen for like 15 years. So it's nice to know what it's not, because sometimes like, you know, when you say, at least, you know, especially on TikTok, you got to be 100% correct all the time as a content creator. Otherwise, you're done. Your credibility is in the toilet. So it's the like, you know, checkers are coming. <laughs> yes, you have to be, you have to be super careful. But uh, we're reaching the end of time. So I want to end off with a great note and ask you both. Uh, uh, if, if someone, a new reader was coming to you, a new youngin was coming to you, like, you know, what, I want to get into uh, manga, the manga world. What is a series or two that you would uh, recommend? We'll start with Laura. Mm, oh my God. I know this is a hard one. Um, well, 
Yes, because a lot of it, I'm thinking like, what's available at, oh, hold on, yes. New series, I'll talk new series that you can easily find at stores. Uh, My Love Makes Up, amazing. Uh, that only has two volumes so far with the third volume coming out soon. Um, the name literally says it all. It's a love mix-up and you have a, a character who, uh, well, now it's shaped out to be a, a BL romance as well, but which is really cool to see in the shoujo beat line. Um, and then Lovesick Ellie too, the just um, the first pu- the first volume just got published by Kodansha, so those two would be my picks just because they're easily accessible. You can just go off and like to Barnes and Noble or Books a Million and buy it right now. And um, yeah, they're ongoing series, which is really great as well. That's great. And Colleen, what about you? Um, that's hard. That's really hard. I'm going to assume that this imaginary person coming to me is like, <laughs> A youngin. I'm gonna say young kids. So I'm gonna just try to stick with something not as complicated. <laughs> um, so I think the first series I would say, while I used to be a Yon of the Dawn hater, uh, I would say Yon of the Dawn is a really good introduction into manga, especially for someone in their teens who like wants a lot of action, but also some romance and like a really nice female character that is relatable and isn't like isn't so weak and helpless that she can't do anything for herself but also is vulnerable in ways that are not unrealistic to someone in the situation that Yona is um just as a little well synopsis again she's a princess in a country and her cousin betrays her and she has to flee from her home city with her best friend and just kind of like rebuilding her life. It's a really good series, especially action-wise. Um, and I think it has a lot of crossover appeal for, if they are a guy or a girl, I think anyone could really enjoy this series. It's genderless. Um, and then if you're looking for some romance, you can never go wrong with Kimi Nitsudoke. One of the best, one of the best coming of age stories, truly. Um, I promise it's not. <laughs> as frustrating (laughs) as it sounded when we were talking about the anime. Uh, There are 30 volumes, so you get a full story there. (laughs) That's good. That's good, that's good. No, I think that's very important because me and that anime had beef for a long time. Um, But I wanna thank y'all both so much for coming on and I wanna give you a chance to plug in. Where can the people find you out on the interweb? Laura, you go first. Okay, you can find me pretty much everywhere. My username is Laura Newseth, which is my first and middle name. But I mainly do videos on TikTok as well as YouTube. So you can find me there. Great, great. And then Colleen? Uh, you can find me on TikTok. Uh, over there, I am Colleen Carney Photo. However, on any other social media, uh, so that is Twitter or Instagram, I am Colleen's Mongarex. Maybe one day I'll change my TikTok name to be a little more uh, fitting for the content I make. But for now, it's Colleen Carney Photo. That's great. That's great. And y'all can find me on any social media platform at wholesome underscore monk. You also get some wholesome monk merch because, you know, we got to get them. We got we to pay bills. Um, and if you watch this or listen to this episode, you're now 10% more wholesome than you were before you listen. Peace out, everybody.